This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, new leadership is taking form for Veterans Affairs Overseers in Congress. The Air Force is trying to see how it can improve its response to domestic violence. And potentially over $5 billion in unlawful funds were given out during SBA's pandemic response. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Republicans on the House Veterans Affairs Committee are tapping new leaders for its subcommittees. Congresswoman Marionette Miller-Meeks will lead the Subcommittee on Health at a time when the VA is hiring tens of thousands of health care workers across the country. Congressman Matt Rosendale will serve on the Technology Modernization Subcommittee, which will oversee the VA's rollout of a new electronic health record system. And Congresswoman Jen Kiggins will lead the Oversight and Investigation Subcommittee. A bill to return feds to the office is teed up for a House floor vote. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. The Show Up Act would return the federal workforce to pre-pandemic telework levels. Agencies would also have to study telework's impact on productivity. Republicans in favor of the bill point to pandemic backlogs saying they were caused by telework. But Democrats against the bill say telework improves federal recruitment and helps agencies compete with the private sector. The House plans to vote on the Show Up Act this week. The Senate has not yet introduced a companion bill. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services is developing a new hiring approach to help recruit and retain employees. It's part of USCIS's latest strategic plan, which puts a big focus on the workforce. The agency is re-engineering its training programs and identifying additional opportunities for remote work and telework. The plan also involves developing a new employee engagement strategy at USCIS and building out infrastructure to support diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is putting a renewed focus behind supply chain security. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. CISA is establishing a new program for cyber supply chain risk management. The agency is developing a training program and roundtables for feds, industry, and state and local governments. Agencies are grappling with numerous acquisition requirements and policies aimed at managing technology risks ranging from software vulnerabilities to counterfeit electronics and foreign investment concerns. CISA says it aims to help agencies operationalize supply chain risk management with its new program. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Air Force ordered a 90-day review of how well the department supports victims of domestic violence. An Air Force IG report found possible improper handling of domestic violence incidents. It cited a need for improvement in establishing trust and rapport with victims, particularly in the early stages of reporting. The effort will include partnering with outside organizations experienced in supporting military spouses and former military spouses who are domestic violence survivors. The Air Force recently established a connect-to-care approach, outlining expectations for providing victim services. The Navy needs a few good sailors and Marines to produce and star in safety videos. The submission should be between 12 to 60 seconds long and feature a message about operational safety in a format suitable for social media. The contest runs through October, and Navy Safety Command will recognize first, second, and third place winners. The videos will be promoted across all Safety Command's social media platforms for 30 days and evaluated on the effectiveness of their engagement. 
A significant promotion for a longtime Navy IT leader, Jane Rathbun is now the principal deputy CIO for the Department of the Navy. Until now, she's been serving as the Don's chief technology officer and as a deputy assistant secretary for IT issues. The Navy says Rathbun was a driving force behind the Information Superiority Division it's now using to guide its digital modernization efforts. The Don CIO's deputy position has been vacant for several years. The National Science Foundation is rethinking the role of its chief information officer. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. NSF will establish a new Office of Business Information Technology Services that will be led by an executive who will be both the CIO and the chief technology officer. The decision to create the Office of Business Information Technology Services comes after a recent analysis of NSF's current setup that found a lack of alignment between strategic goals and day-to-day operations. Current CIO Dorothy Aronson will remain a principal advisor to the agency on all matters involving IT. Applications to be head of this new business IT services office are due by February 27th. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Secret Service will have to wait a little bit longer to upgrade its virtual private networks, receive modern Internet protocol service networks, and non-Washington, D.C. voice services. The Government Accountability Office upheld the protest of AT&T over a contract award to Lumen to provide these services. GAO found the Secret Service misevaluated AT&T's proposal, which in turn left questions about whether the best value decision was reasonable for this $28 million contract. The Secret Service issued the task order under the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, program. GAO recommends the Secret Service conduct a new best value trade-off determination and document the basis of its evaluation conclusions. And a pandemic watchdog flags billions of dollars in potential fraud from programs offered by the Small Business Administration. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the details. The Pandemic Response Accountability Committee is identifying $5.4 billion in potentially fraudulent pandemic loans and grants from SBA's Paycheck Protection Program and Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. The PRAX Pandemic Analytics Center of Excellence bases that figure on 69,000 questionable social security numbers on PPP and EIDL applications. The PRAX says it flagged these social security numbers out of a pool of more than 220,000 social security numbers that are at risk of identity fraud. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eric White. 